0: welcome to awakening the podcast i'm your host dr christian strang and today we have an exciting special episode and a special guest emily trinkus astrologer and goddess extraordinaire is here with us today and i am so excited to talk with her as always Um, If you'd like to know a little bit about Emily's story, if you're new to her, then please check out episode 34 from September of 2022. We had an incredible interview, and today we are going to be taking it to the next level to talk about our awakening and how the cosmic events and transits are supporting our continued awakening and the continued co-creation of the golden age here now in our individual expression and fingers crossed in the collective to come. So Emily, welcome. So happy to have you here with us again on
1: Awakening the Podcast. Oh, thank you Christian. I'm so excited to talk with you.
0: Yeah, we've got we've got a lot to talk about. We were as we were preparing for this, there's a lot happening in the cosmos that is happening I believe to assist us in our awakening and our creation of the golden age. So I'd love to hear from you. What are you um really seeing and and feeling that we need to be aware of at this time, when it comes to what's happening in the cosmos, that's that can and does support our awakening.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. And as you said, there's so much, there's so much, but I really want to start big picture with Pluto. Um, Pluto has a cycle of 245 years. So it moves very slowly, spends a lot of time in each sign And we can think about Pluto as the evolutionary force that compels us to grow and transform. And so it's a very big deal when Pluto moves into a new sign, which it just did on March 23rd, this year, 2023. Pluto went into Aquarius for the first time since 1798. So this means that none of us on the planet have experienced this energy before. And I noticed, I don't know about you, but I noticed right around the time of this shift, it took me at least a week, maybe it was two weeks, where I was just feeling just a little weird, like just a little off, right, and and needing more kind of downtime, rest time, and just time to sort of feel into what, what is this? What is this new force asking of us and, and just, you know, adjusting energetically? So, okay. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Sorry. I was just going to interject there and say, I really felt that almost like we were in in between timelines because that shifted on my birthday. And I remember saying to my husband, like I, there's another timeline, but I'm still not <laughs> accessing it. Like It felt so strange. And you sharing with us that this is such a massive transition point really makes sense why it felt almost sort of eerie
1: even yes yes exactly i'm not surprised that you felt it <laughs> sensitive energetic, energetic being um and that's very cool that that happened on your birthday mm-hmm. um and so so i want to talk first a little bit about where we've been with pluto and capricorn and what we're coming out of because we're also going to be kind of dipping back into pluto and capricorn um later this year pluto's doing a little backy forthy between capricorn and aquarius so since 2008, Pluto in Capricorn has been a more hermity energy. Capricorn is an introverted sign, and one of its archetypes is the hermit. So thinking about, yeah, there's a lot of ways to think about Pluto and Capricorn in terms of the transformation, the death and rebirth of social systems and structures and world power, um, which are all ruled by Capricorn. But on a personal level, I feel like this has been a lot about each of us having to go deeply inward in order to really come into our integrity. Integrity is a really big theme with Capricorn. And by integrity, I mean our outer world is an accurate reflection of our inner world, who we are out there, what we're doing out there reflects our deeper truth, our deeper soul self. And so Pluto and Capricorn was a lot about coming into integrity and doing that deep inner work, that deep inner restructuring. Um, Pluto is, Pluto, Pluto, I think of as Kali, as the destroyer, the destroyer aspect of creation, right? That creation is Yes, there's, we love the rebirth. We love <laughs> the new things coming in, right? But Pluto is about what do we need to let go of? It's about letting go to grow. What needs to be destroyed so that the new growth can come in? And so Pluto and Capricorn is a lot about destroying what is not sustainable. What are the systems that are not sustainable, that are not um, serving life? And, um, and we've seen a lot of that you know these old outgrown systems dying in the world but then in our own lives what are we holding on to out of fear um where where we're attached to things looking a certain way or thinking they should be a certain way because that's how it's been and that's what i'm supposed to be doing versus hmm, what's really true for me and you know these tests around coming into integrity okay So then we've got Pluto and Aquarius, very different energy. Aquarius as an air sign, air is the realm of the mind, but also air is um, social. Air is about connection and community and friendship and interactions. So this is the first big headline in terms of Pluto moving into Aquarius that our evolution moving forward and let's just say that pluto is going to be in aquarius for about 20 years wow right so pluto pluto has an elliptical orbit which means it spends longer in some signs than in others mm. so it's going to be in aquarius for 20 years we have a long time to get used to this energy and to <laughs> figure out how to work with it but one of the main things is we're coming out of our hermitage or hermitude And this is about evolving through community, evolving through giving our gifts, our radically unique gifts to the collective. So this is a call to to come out, to come out and reconnect, having done that deep dive, having gotten more clarity about who we are and how what it means for each of us to be in our integrity in in our truth and doing our true work and then aquarius is like the liberation like the like liberating our true selves to be able to give you know part of aquarius is about weirdness like and i mean weirdness in the best possible way okay. like it's about um our radical uniqueness like what is it that you and only you came here to do Right. And, you know, it, we can look at other people like I can look at you and, and the, the amazing work you're doing in the world. And part of me can think, well, I, I want to do that. Like, that's, that's so cool. If that's OK. But that's not exactly my thing. You know, so like Aquarius is about each of us finding our unique thing, not doing what we think we should do or what our parents wanted us to do or what society expects us to do, but breaking out into that freedom to express like who we really are and express our creativity this is really about getting innovative and of course that's what we need in the world right we need we need a new energy we need a we need each of us to be in our radical creativity and radical genius and that requires taking the risk of they might might not like me they might not understand they might think i'm oh no weird <laughs> of course being an astrologer i've i've had You know, twenty years to get used to a weirdo, right? Um, But that's—it's like that—that sort of misfit doesn't quite fit in. Weirdo part of all of us is being called out. Like, come on out! It's time to reveal ourselves in service to the bigger picture, in service to the collective. And I love that your podcast is awakening, right? Awakening the podcast, because Aquarius is also the sign of awakening. So this is absolutely supporting us to evolve and to evolve more quickly. You know, there's this, I want to say this kind of evolutionary pressure with Pluto and Aquarius to move into the future that we really want to create versus the the default future that we've been conditioned to expect via media, via all the apocalyptic imagery, all the techno takeover imagery, the AI, et cetera, et cetera. Um, This is about us knowing our power to transform humanity in the direction that we want, like in the direction of our radical liberation and creativity and community versus the techno-dystopia. And that is that is one possible timeline. Or I think you know part of Pluto's job is to reveal the shadow of whatever sign it's going through. Mm-hmm. So Pluto and Aquarius is about revealing the shadow of technology, of machine world, of um you know what's what's been happening to humanity as um, as more and more tech is taking over and we're becoming you know digital humans versus natural humans So Pluto and Aquarius is it's a choice point but this is you know on, on an individual level this is about us knowing our power um, to create to transform humanity um, to evolve humanity in the direction that we really want to go in in the direction of, Honoring our own natural technology, as you spoke about so brilliantly in one of our interviews for my podcast, <laughs> and really honoring that, you know, as humans, we already have this incredible technology. It's called the body, it's called yes. consciousness. We've already got it. We just have to wake up and start using it.
0: Oh, my goodness. I have been taking so many notes. So I hope <laughs> listeners, you are doing this as well. Emily one of your superpowers is really distilling this information in a way that is so tangible and accessible. And, and now, cause I've been reading about Pluto and Aquarius because everyone's talking about it. The transit happened on my birthday, but no one has explained it the way you just did so succinctly and so powerfully. And as you were sharing that, I feel so much hope so much excitement because we see how the cosmos is literally an aspect of the divine it is supporting us in this awakening i i love Love, love everything you shared. I'm looking over my notes to see the piece that really I wanted to go deeper with you on. One of the things that I'm seeing happen is this increase, and it really started in 2020, and I'd love to hear your thoughts about this, um, this increase in focus on intentional community, and how do we build community, and how do we all live together, and how how do we make this work? So when you said that You know, Pluto going into Aquarius is really, we're moving into a time of connection, community, social interactions. For the next 20 years, it immediately made me think that's why everyone I'm talking to is like, how do we create community, even if it's in their current neighborhood, even if it's, you know, opening up their home to be shared housing, you know, all the different ways that this can manifest. Are you noticing that too? And does that
1: also feel to you like a reflection of this transit? Absolutely. And what happened in 2020 is that's when Saturn went into Aquarius, where that's it was right, where it was just until um March. Also in, in March of this year, Saturn also changed signs, which is also a big deal. It's more yes. of a three-year transit and not a 20-year transit, but still a big deal. And you know, when Saturn moved into Aquarius, I was expecting so much more of the these communities to be coming together. (laughs) But, but instead, what I, what I came to realize is that instead, Saturn and Aquarius was really showing us what we needed to work through, you know, Saturn's all about, Mm -hmm. um, where's the work? What do we need to work at? And the truth is, most of us did, were not raised in community in a way to really learn how to be in community, how to resolve conflicts, how to communicate, how to, right? Um, you know, unless, unless, or except for those people who were born into, you know, exceptionally evolved families where, you know, through family dynamics or maybe in, maybe people who grew up in intentional communities, I don't know, but I feel like most of us just don't have the skills. Yeah. Okay. And then, and what happens, And we see this playing out on the world stage and we see this playing out in all kinds of groups that come together, uh, organizations that come together to do good work, right? And Aquarius is a lot about shared social values, people who have a similar vision and similar values coming together to create the future, right? And I think it's kind of cool, Aquarius is both the sign of the future and it's also the sign of friends, and Mm -hmm. allies and teamwork. So it's like, okay, who's on my team? Like who has those shared values with a similar vision for the future? So we can come together and create that. So what we see happening or what I, I saw happening maybe even more starting in 2020 is people responding to what's happening in the world and seeing where things are headed and seeing the necessity, Saturn's the principle of necessity, the necessity of community. Right. If we're going to survive these crazy times, we have to come together. We have to work together. We have to create our own, you know, kind of, you know, islands of sanity and prosperity um, to get through these times. But I think what happened instead was people started connecting, and I, and I experienced this in my own life. People oh. started connecting, started building, and then everyone's unresolved shiznit comes up. <laughs> that that you know. It, all of our unresolved, you know, childhood stuff, traumas, whatever come up and get projected on other people or reflected by other people. And then we need to retreat to work that out or to, you know, oh, thank you for showing me where I'm actually not ready to relate at this level, where I'm not ready to um, do the work of community. I gotta, I I gotta take care of some stuff first. Um, So I think, you know, I don't know. Does that resonate for you in terms of?
0: yes where you've been? I mean, I I know that you and I had some exchanges over that time about this because I started two communities in the twenty twenty. You know. 2021, and that's exactly what I saw happen. But I was thinking, oh, Saturn and Aquarius, we're in a quick, like it's time, it's happening. And then I watched people just completely blow it up with their own <laughs> shit. And I <I'm> was so <laughs> confused. I was like, No, I know we're supposed to be doing community, but exactly what you said is what happened. They just were not ready. And what I got to see, and so my my big lesson in that was that. You know, people can say they're spiritual and they're like doing all these things, but it's a completely different scenario when you actually have to walk your talk. And so I saw the gap that most humans are, are struggling with and that I myself was struggling with in my own idealism. Of yes. what community looks like. And so I had to really face that naivete within myself and really come back to center, release those communities and come back to center and go, okay, spirit, <laughs> what's the next step? So I, what I love about astrology is that we can see so clearly What what's happening, you know, through this lens? Because that's what you described with Saturn and Aquarius is exactly what I saw happen, and I think that's why I feel so much hope as you're sharing about Pluto and Aquarius, um, because it is going to show us that shadow of the technology, like you talked about, and of the machine, and I think that's already coming up. People are starting to really see that, and so my hope is we're going to be able to start moving into being able to be more effective in community. Do you see that happening, you know, within this 20 years or do you, I know we're not predictive, but I'd love to get your take on it. Do you think that we'll be able to work it out with Pluto and Aquarius assisting
1: us? I I do think so because, you know, you mentioned ideals and, and that's part of Aquarius too, right? Our, our, our vision for the future, our dream, our hopes and wishes for the future. The, the more beautiful world that we know is possible, that we know is possible to create. And there's something with Pluto and Aquarius that's really, I think, helping us to expand our mental framework or expand our, par- our mental paradigm, right? So a- Aquarius is the last of the air signs. And again, air is about, um, among other things, it's about perspective. It's about the the mental realm. So one of the gifts of Aquarius is to really see that much bigger perspective as the last of the air signs. It's like, it's able to see the, you know, the the mountaintop perspective or the bird's eye view or the God's eye view, right? And so I feel like there's something here about really transforming our, even even transforming our ideals or, or like our paradigm around what things should look like, or what we expected things to look like, and being able to lean into, like a much broader perspective that's going to support us in what we're creating on the ground. And I'm not, it's like, I have this felt sense of that. And I, I, I realize I'm not articulating that you know perfectly or or exactly the way i want to but again it's something to feel into as yeah. as pluto's going through aquarius because there is this you know with pluto there's there's always a death right so a death of our old yes. way of seeing and and through that being able to expand into new possibilities so i feel like this is really opening opening pathways to new ways of being in community. And maybe it's not how we thought it, right? How we thought it was supposed to look or who, I think part of it too is like, maybe not who we thought we were supposed to be with, right? Because that's Aquarius too. And I know, you know, over the past couple of years, it's it's like this theme of um, unexpected allies or, Mm -hmm. you know, weird teammates or, Right, oh, oh, this group of people who I thought were my people, now they're not so much my people and these other people who I thought were like complete aliens and I would never even have a conversation with them, suddenly they're my people. So I feel like there's a a shake up around our expectations of how to connect with other humans and and just like a broadening of the field. Yeah, does that make sense or resonate for you? Yeah, you're actually
0: articulating that perfectly, Emily, because that's been my experience and what I've been feeling is that we had sort of like, okay, 2020 hit, or we're going to go into community with the people that we've been walking with. And bl- that blew up. We realized, oh, no, wait, we're not ready for that. We, we don't have the skills for that. Everybody's got their stuff coming up. And so it has caused me to look at this community notion in a totally different way. And really, for me, I went through, I'd love to hear for you as well. I went through a, a grieving process of who I thought my people were and who I thought my community yes. was. And it, it was a death. That, yes. that we went through. And I wasn't expecting that. And it was really intense for me and, and brought up a lot for me. But now we're in this space of like broadening the perspective, like you said. So now I'm looking at things and like, oh, we can have community in this way, you know, in this with these people that like exactly what you said that I, I never would have imagined walking with, but, but they're over there doing their thing, but we're walking together in this unique way. Like it's yeah. Changing. The whole concept of like intentional community does not necessarily have to look and I believe now, having us all gone through that and us having this conversation, that we are being invited to completely expand and create a new way of what community is.
1: Yes. Yes. And and really shedding like and and absolutely grieving grieving the the communities, the groups, the the friends yes. from the past, who, and again, again, that Pluto and Capricorn theme around like what's really, if I'm really honest with myself, if I'm really in my integrity, what is a match and what is not, yes. right? And then, um, yeah, and then being freed up, like seeing that as yes, there's the grieving, but it's also a liberation Yes. Right. It, like Aquarius, like that shift from Capricorn to Aquarius. Like if we do that deep work, and and take radical responsibility for ourselves and for what's real and what's true, then we get the liberation. Um. And awesome. and that's what we're stepping into. And there's a, I think there's a, there's an adjustment to. The liberation as well, even though I think, like, oh, yay, freedom! Yes, exactly what I want. <laughs> it's also like, whoa, like really, you know, with that ex- expansiveness and with that shedding of old ideas, old beliefs, old limits around what's possible or what it's supposed to look like, then things open way up. And there's also that can also be a little scary. Like, what is there to hold on to? Not much. <laughs> um, so, and and the The maybe even shock you know Aquarius is associated with like the unexpected and the out of the blue and and also the synchronistic like things happening in weird unexpected ways right Capricorn is is the linear slow build from A to B to C I'm going to be patient I'm going to do the work step by step by step Aquarius is like we're not bound by those limits of time and space anymore here. (laughs) Things can happen in really weird ways. So, and and I wanna say too, just in terms of navigating this shift of Pluto and Aquarius, also really important to be paying attention to that um, bigger mind. Like Aquarius is associated with the divine mind, right? That's why it's associated with synchronicities. So it's like, everything is speaking to us. Right, Mm -hmm. we can you know look at you know the formation of the birds or what what animal shows up in our path or right there's all these different ways that that the divine mind is speaking to us and of course synchronicity is a big one but that's that's part of how we need to navigate in this new space it doesn't have to come from going so deep within ourselves and I have to figure it out. And my mind has to work so hard to murmur, you know, like, no, we need to open up and look around. Okay. What's, you know, what's, what's the, this mysterious multiverse communicating to me?
0: Oh, I love that because that's what I call living spirit led. And I've been, Mm -hmm. you know, teaching this for years that, all of life is communicating with us. So those numbers, those, like you said, the bird formations, like none of this is random, all of this for you. And so I love that you're bringing this in Emily, that this is actually like the way for us to be interacting with our environment and our life with this time. And this is the next 20 years, right. That we've got this support from Pluto and Aquarius to do this.
1: Yes, so so in terms of the coming together, in terms of the forming of communities, I think a lot is gonna happen in those more, it, it, I was gonna say, in those more like magical synchronistic ways, versus again thinking back to Saturn and Aquarius, and you know, you and I were in a similar space. There, I'm gonna make this happen. Yes. I have my idea of how it should be. It's yes. time. I'm yes. going to assert my will, and and then you know we get it did not work. <laughs> we, we get humbled, which is also yeah, part we, of Saturn. Yes. We're yes. humbled. So. <laughs> So just having that sense that things can happen and be created, right? And Aquarius is a very creative energy, but it's not not creating through the will and my personal, I mean, the will has a place, of course, but there's something, it's like being open to what, where am I being called in this journey? Where, you know, where am I being guided? And who are the people who are showing up, and things coming together really magically, yes. and and trusting that, allowing for that, So being fluid letting, enough. Yeah. Yes.
0: So letting ourselves—if I'm hearing you right—letting ourselves be led and taking action. Following those signs and synchronicities, as opposed to, like, yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. what I'm making. Well, <laughs> on my face exactly. on that one.
1: <laughs> exactly. This, and this is the Aquarian way. This is the Aquarian way of making things happen. It's yes, we have an, an intention, you know, an intention for our desire for our future, we can feel it, we can see it. And then we, we put that out there and then we're shown how that's going to happen. We don't need to, we can't figure out how it's going to happen. And we're just going to shoot ourselves in the foot if we're overly attached to how we think it's supposed to happen.
0: Yeah. Which feels like we're being trained, you know, we're being trained in how to like, for me, the path is of a divine human, right? Mm-hmm. And it was listening there. We're called to this path of being a divine human and it it's not ever going to work when we're like, okay, we're ready for community, now we're going to make it happen. And, you know, in this way, we saw that that didn't work. So it is really, I feel like from this conversation and all that you're sharing here, Emily, that we're really being trained how to go to this next level of creating the golden age in our lives now, and eventually in the collective soul of really letting ourselves be led in every way.
1: Yes, yes. And and I want to bring in Saturn in Pisces for a moment here too, because um, this is I'm just going to say a little astro techno, but then I'll translate. But um, so Pluto's now in Aquarius, and Aquarius is traditionally ruled by Saturn. So to kind of get more insight into Pluto and Aquarius, we look at well, where is Saturn now? What 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 are the lessons now? What are what Saturn teaching us now? And how can Saturn's current placement sort of help support us with navigating Pluto and Aquarius. Well, Saturn's in Pisces. Pisces is and Saturn, again, Saturn moved into Pisces on March March 7th this year, and it'll be there for about three years. And Pisces is a sign of surrender. Pisces is very much the let go, let goddess, (laughs) and very much the, the spirit led, not my will, but thine is is Pisces and you know, it's, Pisces is considered a very spiritual sign, sign of spiritual surrender, divine surrender. Um, I do wanna mention the, the shadow or the distortion of that, which is victimization and, and helplessness. So, or if we're like turning over our power to anybody, if we're, if we're turning our, our power over to anybody other than the divine, we get in trouble, right? So this is about being very much attuned to the subtle level, to the level of deep intuition, again, paying attention to the signs and synchronicities, going with the flow. And again, not in a sense of, um, you know, giving up power, but just really tuning into where, where's the flow of life guiding me and what really feels, what feels in alignment in, there's no pushing the river with Pisces, right? So with, you know, Aquarius and Pisces are the two last signs of the Zodiac. Mm -hmm. Aquarius is the second to last, Pisces is the last. And so this big focus on uh, something bigger is unfolding. It's mysterious. We're on a need to know basis, Mm -hmm. again, in terms of the how and how is this all gonna happen, but we can trust, and and this is one of the big lessons of Saturn and Pisces is really trusting Trusting the natural flow of life, trusting that that subtle level of divine guidance, how the divine speaks to us. I know we all have our variations on that, but generally that requires some amount of quiet and deep listening and spaciousness and not, you know, not having our heads constantly bombarded with media and information and communication because then we, we don't have any space to listen to where we're being called. So this quality of surrender, I think is really important. And again, especially for the next couple of years.
0: Mm, I love how you brought that together for me. And for all of
1: us, like I'm taking so many notes, Emily, this
0: is so beautiful. I just keep coming back to this feeling so much love as you're speaking of how the divine is supporting us and caring for us and assisting us. I think like you talked about Pisces can go to sort of that victimization, helplessness, which the collective soul has been in for a very long time. Yeah, exactly. and in this conversation, what keeps coming up for me is just like, wow, we are so loved and we're so cared for. Literally this whole earth experience has been created to have this support from these planes of consciousness that we call, you know, Pluto, Aquarius, all the, like they are here to support us so that we can fulfill our missions here on earth. We can become who we really are and create from that place. And I'm so grateful for this experience. And I'm so grateful for translators of this energy, like you, Emily, that can bring this to us so clearly to assist us because I'm resonating so much with everything you're sharing, just my personal experience in these transits. And I'm sure listeners, you're also having that same experience of like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I've been working with. And the messages that I receive from spirit are
1: exactly what you're talking about here. Mm, Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that reflection and thank you for that um, holding that perspective that yes, this is all working for us, right? Because so many people get fearful about astrology, like what's Saturn doing to me? Oh no, here comes Pluto, no, you know, and, and instead just seeing just having the assumption starting with the assumption that these forces are supporting us and our job is to tune in and co-create nobody's doing anything to us it's all within us right all the all these the planets are just a reflection of right of of our own inner journey and our journey here on earth so Mm -hmm. yeah thank you for holding that That's so beautiful. Yeah.
0: I mean, it just, it's just bringing tears to my eyes, how beautiful this really is. And I'm so grateful to you for being able to, you know, read that energy and reflect that back to us. One thing I really want to highlight here that you just said that I feel like is so important and I can't say it enough so we're going to come back to it is that you talk about you know we've got to be in that quiet deep listening spacious place to be able to really receive our personal messages and translate them and that I'm, I'm gonna reach a little bit and then you tell me um, how this lands for you that to me is daily meditation practice, daily quiet, daily, just being in your body and being with yourself because the whole artificial matrix wants to take you out of that. So it's listen to this, take in this image, be on this, do this, do this. It's so much, but when it comes back to it, what you said just really landed for me of that quiet, deep listening, spaciousness, that to me is daily meditation has to be non-negotiable in these times, but I want to open that up and hear your perspective as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, again, thinking about the the distortion or the shadow maybe of Pluto and Aquarius, it, since it is, it is a more extroverted energy. It is calling us out. It is calling us to connect or maybe reconnect with community and to turn our attention outward. But we don't want that attention to get hijacked Mm. by all of by the tech, the tech is so compelling. And it's so easy for our our heads to just get, you know, sucked into that black hole or that plutonian underworld of, you know, inundation with information and whatever just right the machine world. Um, So remembering that if Aquarius is, you know, in the bigger sense, it's the divine mind. And we have to make space for that. We have to make space for that, um, for that level of information to come in, right? There's like a bigger level of information beyond quote, the news. And even if that's, you know, the alternative media or right, like looking, you know, not at CNN, but different streams of information, it's still, right? It's still getting caught up in the immediacy and the drama, right? And and the drama is the opposite sign of Leo. And yes, there is, you know, I'm, I'm all about the polarity. I'm all about leaning into Leo, the positive part of Leo as we move into the Aquarian age. And by the positive part of Leo, I mean the heart, mm. I mean love, mm. I mean the importance of individuality and, and respecting individuality and, and individual creativity. But, you know, but Leo is also about getting caught up in the drama. And it's so easy, right? It's so easy to get caught up in the drama and the freak out. And what I love about my Aquarian friends is that they just, you know, I'm in, I'm in my own personal drama, freaking out about something and they just zoom it way the hell out. Yes. And give me that like, you know, that mountaintop perspective. And it shifts everything. So, so we want to have this spaciousness to be able to receive that much bigger, like, yes, on one level, the world is a shit show. On one level, my personal life might be a shit show moment, but, right? But there's a there's something bigger that's unfolding and and we have to be available to that that level of perspective to really get the you know get the the gifts of pluto and aquarius and and to be able again to to receive the guidance you know to really trust that we are being guided that we're we're never alone right and and part of aquarius is it's the mental understanding that we're all connected pisces is the felt understanding that we're all connected that we are all one right pisces is the sign of uh, felt oneness like okay i can't explain what god is or what the great mystery is or what the divine is you know it's, it's the ineffable but i feel it i know it right but aquarius is the 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 mental understanding that everything is connected i mean and this is why astrology works this is why reading tarot cards works this is why reading tea leaves works or throwing the bones you know because everything is connected so you know what what the planets are doing up there is connected to my little life down here or my big life down here right so um but but we need to be in the right space to be able to see that connection and to um benefit from uh receiving that that level of awareness Hmm. I love
0: this. So to summarize for listeners there, I'm pulling out some, some action points here. So always on awakening the podcast, we talk about, as you know, Emily, like how do we translate this into our daily life? I want this to be tangible. um, And I know you do too for listeners. So some of the points that I'm pulling out here from what you shared is Don't let your attention get hijacked by the technology. So be aware whether you, you know, say, oh, but this is alternative. So it's okay. You still need to create a lot of spaciousness and time for quiet and deep connection Have Aquarian mentors and friends who can hold you and bring you to that source perspective, that divine perspective, when you may get in the shiznit of a life that is unfolding. And then lean into unique opportunities for community. Say yes to gathering with others of like soul and like heart and lean into the unique ways that community can take shape in your life. Is there anything? else or more you'd like to add there, Emily, for folks to distill what what what's happening in the cosmos that will assist them at this time. Mm, Beautiful summary.
1: Love your Virgo moon. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My Virgo moon right there. (laughs) I would just say like the I think the other really important piece here um, would be the the courage, the willingness to come out and be seen Mm. in in our uniqueness in our um weirdness in our right to to take that risk of contributing right there's something there's something new that's being called out of us to contribute to the collective and it's and it's almost like the the crises in the collective field are are breaking us open or or liberating our gifts even. Um, So, so really like taking that risk of like, oh, I've been doing this weird thing by myself, you know, or, or just, you know, with my closest friends, but I'm too afraid to be seen as like, yeah, that's the thing, go do it, you know, (laughs) go do it with more friends, go offer it to a group go right. Um, So to step out and be seen. And also, that's how we are found by our people. Mm -hmm. Right? That's, people don't, you can't find your people if you're in hiding. That's right. So, yeah, I think that's another important piece.
0: Oh, I love that so much. The courage and willingness to be seen in your unique weirdness, your unique gifts, whatever it is. Like you said, this is a perfect actionable item for everyone listening. That thing that you love to do, but you just do kind of, no one really knows about it. That's the thing to now take and like make a class and teach it to more people or share it with more people. That's the thing to do. I love that so much. I have chills. This was absolutely amazing. As always, Emily, I feel like I could spend hours um, talking with you because I know there's other really big important transits happening, but we'll have to do another podcast episode for for the expanded um, cosmic events that are taking place during this incredible time of our expansion and some call ascension, but I am. I I like to keep that grounded ascension in the body that we're in this incredible time in the collective consciousness. And again, I'm so grateful to you, Emily, for being here as one of the the seers, guides, translators of this time. Is there anything else you want to leave us with before we close? And of course, how can folks continue to benefit from your wisdom? Um, How can they connect
1: with you more? Mm, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to talk with you. Um, so my website is embodiedaquarian.com. And then I also have a podcast with two fabulous episodes with Christian, amazing. And that is on Substack, um, the Embodied Aquarian Age on Substack. Um, and um, yeah, I just, I I, I think I think these are, you know, wild times and it's, no, it's not going to get calmer, you know, that, that question of like, well, when are things going to calm down? I'm just like, (laughs) wrong question, wrong question. The question is, when are you going to come out? And, you know, this is, this is the awakening party. This is the time. And I think, you know, I I love that we really did a deep dive into Pluto and Aquarius because this is our you know, there, there's this idea that the slowest moving planet wins that it's like the slowest moving planet is really, that's like this, this base note in the background that's, you know, this, and this is going to be beating for the next 20 years. So this is something we can keep coming back to and keep leaning into. And, and again, this is where the, the big evolution is happening. This is where we're really being pushed in, in terms of our, our, personal and collective evolution. So we can think of this as a big coming out party, a big awakening party. And, you know, the party is where the, the wild ones are. The party is with the freaks and the weird arrows. <laughs> so wow. the more that we come out, the more fun we're gonna have and the more we're going to find our tribe. And I absolutely do think this is the time when we're coming together. It's it's started already, but it's... Yes. it's it's happening. It's it's congealing um, over these next years. Mm,
0: I love this so much. Thank you so much, Emily. Yeah, it felt 2023. It was a palpable shift. And my spiritual team had said, like, now we're going to be able to come together and it's going to be able to stick where, like you said, the congealed, it couldn't before. And the other thing that, um, mary and my team are constantly saying that you just reflected is slow and steady wins the race is what they Mm. keep telling me and then you just said the slowest planet and then we just talked about this transit which is having a huge impact so i love that reflection of that messaging of that slow grounded steady progress forward Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yes beautiful yeah. So, so folks, check out Emily at embodiedaquarian.com. You will not be disappointed. Her podcast is amazing as well and it's always just such a joy to have you here with us. Um, you also helped me understand why back in 2017, uh, my spiritual team told me that this podcast would be called Awakening and I was like, no, it should be called, you know, Spirit and all these other things and they kept just saying no, it's got to be Awakening and boy do I sure see why mm-hmm. it is Awakening because this is the awakening process is is a consistent steady expansive experience that we are having in these bodies it is not a one time event like maybe we might have believed back in the earlier 2000s i know i thought oh you have a spiritual awakening and then you're done it's no 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 <laughs> not even close so thank you again emily everyone get in her swirl um you will absolutely love as you have here today the wisdom that she brings and Again, Emily, your ability to distill what's happening in the cosmos and do so in a way that those of us on this path of awakening and the fifth dimensional consciousness can really assimilate here and then take positive action forwards is just, it's such a, a gift. And again, we're so grateful to you. Thank you. Thank you for being here.
1: Mm, thank you, Christian. I love you. I love your work. Thank you so much for having me and and have me back. We'll, we'll have more to talk about. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> this, this may this. We may be doing this more and more and more with everything that's happening.
0: So thank you. We will definitely have you back. As always, folks, this has been Awakening the Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Christian Strang. If you'd like more from us, go to sacred-spirituality.org for free transmissions, meditations, and other bonuses to assist your journey. Lots of love and many blessings, and we will be back very shortly. Thank you again, Emily. Much love. Thank you.